In this bulletin, newly released cabinet papers show why the Howard government refused to recognize First Nations people in the Constitution. New Year's Eve celebrations draw large crowds around the world. And in sport, Rafael Nadal shrugs off retirement concerns following a shock loss at the United Cup. Wishing you a Happy New Year from the SBS Newsroom, I'm Assam Al-Ghalib. While Australia might have been among the first nations to kick off New Year's celebrations, now the rest of the world is following suit and ringing in 2023. With fireworks planned in Paris, hopes for an end to the war in Ukraine, and a return to post-COVID normality in Australia and China, Europe and Asia bid farewell to 2022. The London Eye was lit up with fireworks with thousands of people in attendance. It was a year marked for many by the conflict in Ukraine, economic stresses, and the effects of global warming. But it was also a year that saw a dramatic soccer World Cup, rapid technological change, and efforts to meet climate challenges. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky was among the world leaders who delivered a New Year's address. French President Emmanuel Macron spoke of unity and trust during his annual speech, his sixth in a row. I never lose sight of this imperative of unity of the nation we all form together. If we give in to the spirit of division that presses in on us from all sides, we would have almost no chance of getting through it. In such a harsh world, in such hard times. So I wish us above all to live 2023 as much as possible united and in solidarity. As 2022 ticks over into 2023, a raft of new changes and laws are set to come into effect in Australia. From increases to payments and fines to the rolling back of pandemic measures, January the 1st brings major changes. Those on Centrelink payments will get a rise in their income from the start of the year following changes to indexation levels. The rate for those on youth allowance will increase from between $19.10 and $41.40 a fortnight, depending on circumstances. The rate for those on OS study will rise between $32.40 and $41.40, while those under 21 with no children and on disability support will receive an increase of between $27.40 and $40.70. And the average cost of fines for federal offenses will also rise from the start of the year, with the cost of one penalty unit going from $222 to $275. Newly released cabinet papers from 2002 show why the Howard government refused a referendum that would have changed the Constitution's preamble to recognize First Nations peoples. In May of 2000, hundreds of thousands of people walked across the Sydney Harbour Bridge in support of reconciliation. The Council for Aboriginal Reconciliation, now known as Reconciliation Australia, presented the former Howard government with a roadmap for reconciliation with six key recommendations in that year. But two years later, the Howard government rejected those recommendations. Cabinet's official position was that a national apology would be inappropriate as it could imply that present generations are in some way responsible for the actions of earlier generations. Indigenous academic Marsha Langton has since urged the coalition to take note of the national mood. So after three fails on the public mood, the marriage equality plebiscite, the Victorian election and the federal election, one would think that they might go back to the drawing board and come to terms with what 
modern Australians think. A driver and three passengers are on the run after allegedly causing a five-car crash that left eight people in hospital on the Gold Coast. Police say a black Mercedes sedan was being driven south on the Gold Coast Highway in Miami when it collided with the Mitsubishi SUV. The Mitsubishi was forced into the back of another car, which went on to hit two more vehicles. The driver and three passengers then got out of the Mercedes and ran away. Paramedics arrived at the scene and assessed 17 people before eight people were taken to hospital. Queensland Ambulance Service says three of the people had serious injuries, including a man in his 30s with a head injury and a woman in her 20s with leg injuries. Russia has fired more than 20 cruise missiles at targets in Ukraine, killing at least one person in Kyiv. The second barrage of major Russian missile attacks in three days badly damaged the Kyiv hotel and a residential building. Russia has been attacking vital Ukrainian infrastructure since October with barrages of missile and drones, causing sweeping power blackouts as the cold weather bites. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has condemned the attacks, saying they show Moscow is in league with the devil. The terrorist state will not be forgiven, and those who order such strikes and those who carry them out will not be pardoned. To put it mildly, several waves of missile strikes on New Year's Eve, missiles against the people, against the people. It was done by non-humans, and non-humans will lose. We all know that. Terrorists will not change this. South Korean military officials say North Korea has fired a ballistic missile over the sea to the east of the Korean peninsula in the early hours of New Year's Day. The move comes not even 24 hours after North Korea launched three ballistic missiles on Saturday. In sport, Rafael Nadal is shutting down questions about whether he should retire after suffering a shock three-set loss to Cameron Nori at the United Cup. After losing the first set, Nori came back to claim victory over the world number two player, 3-6, 6-3, 6-4, at the Ken Rosewell Arena in Sydney. Following the loss, Nadal was asked about the possibility of retirement at a post-match press conference. But he quickly shut that down, saying he lost the match and that's it, and said when he does retire, he'll be sure to let the media know. Nadal is currently listed to play in the mixed doubles next, and the 22-time Grand Slam champion is no doubt chomping at the bit to make up for his opening match loss. With the latest from the SBS Newsroom, I'm Assam Al-Ghalib. 